hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. Yes, another one, another really good one. And yes, you're welcome. Today, we're speaking with Allison Hall. Allison is the founder of Change Agent Coaching for Women. Yeah, had me there. That was my hook. Passionate reinvention specialist. Again, you didn't even have to hook me. I was already on the line. People get so stuck with like, this is my life. This is my path. And this is the only thing I can do. So something tells me Allison is going to give us a little couple of steps, perhaps, or just how to's because it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't. You can be anything you want to be, whenever, however, no rules. Get out of the box. And hopefully, she brought the mallet to get us out. So, Allison spent 25 years, you know, building that successful corporate career. Let me know when this all sounds very familiar. Still living it, still living it. And then she just reinvented herself to be her own happy boss. Again, this is so near and dear to me because this is my next journey. And that's why I talk to the people I talk to, because I want to just hear all about it and it will springboard me. So her mantra is knowledge is power, of course. And with that in mind, she educates women about personal finance, business creation, and development so that they are empowered to navigate both life and career transformations, thank you, transitions, confidently. We all have our strengths, so let's lean into them. So we're going to hear more and more and more about the change agent coaching. So with that, I say, thank you, Allison. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. All right. So the loaded question, here we go, because I want to know what led to where you are now. So tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Yeah, how I got here. I mean, as you mentioned, I had a 25-year career in corporate. And I got there because I don't have any kind of an interesting backstory. At least that's the story I tell myself. My parents Uh were professionals. Their parents were professionals. It was expected that I went to college. I went to graduate school. I got an MBA. You know, there was never any conversation about it. It just happened. My first job was a consulting job for a large company. I did my stint there doing the 80 hour weeks and all that kind of stuff. 
went to Fortune 500 companies, became a corporate strategist. I mean, I had a great career. I enjoyed it. One thing I always remember about those years was my dad, his big thing was always asking me for my new business card. Whenever I got a new role, he always ah. wanted a business card. And I didn't think about that until years later, that I was just kind of doing what was expected. I really never thought about it. All I knew was, you know, get the next role, keep it moving. And it was fine. I traveled a lot, kind of saw the world, you know, as much as you see from a when you're a when you're traveling for work. Exactly. exactly. When, when you're <laughs> right. in some place for 72 hours and that's still to and from the airport and, you know, a two day whatever. Right. Exactly. Right. So I can't complain about my career. It's just that eventually it just sort of I didn't even burn out. I think I just sort of rusted out. You know what I mean? Mm, I just mm. grew weary of the whole thing. And you start to wonder, what is the purpose? I mean, what am I doing? What am I adding to the world? Not even, even in a grand kind of way, but I just felt as if I was no longer adding value. I was adding value to the company, to the bottom line, I suppose, but not to anything that felt meaningful. And so I didn't spend a long time thinking about it, but it was mm. in the back of my head that you know, I really want to do something else. And again, I came from professional stock. We didn't have any entrepreneurs in my family. That wasn't, you know, my, my dad was a doctor. My mom was an attorney, you know, but they worked in kind of corporate world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had no, I don't have any brothers and sisters. I have a very small family. So I didn't really have any people that I could look to, to find a different path. In the background, I was really into fitness at the time. I mean, I kind of am now, but I was really into fitness and I was earning a a certificate to become a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think I wanted to be a personal trainer. I just, I like achievements. I like goals. Let me see if I like could that. do it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I had, I had done that. And finally, when I was just kind of fed up with what I was doing, I just decided I'm going to resign. I gave my, you know, month's notice or whatever. And I am going, I went to the beach. I hung out for a bit. And then I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to be a trainer for people like my former self, for professional women who don't have the time to get to the gym. And long story short, I built a company. It ended up about 22 trainers we had. And so it was great, but I kind of worked myself out of a job. Instead of being a trainer, at a certain point, I became the CEO of that organization. And it wasn't an experience that I had planned. And I eventually just sold the company so that I could do something else. Fast forward to now, I've reinvented myself several times since then, doing different things. I started a real estate company. I earned a certified divorce financial professional. It, anyway, it's a CDFA. It's we help mm -hmm. women who are going, not just women, but men too. I only worked with women. I started a company helping women who are going through divorce, get all their finances in order, try to make the best arrangements that they possibly could for themselves and their sure. kids. Mm -hmm. That's what landed me into what I'm doing now because- in doing that, I found that I'm sure you know people who've been divorced and women very often, even if you were in pretty decent financial straits before, afterward, things yeah. change. Yeah. Even when you get support, mm -hmm. the finances yeah. are just a lot different. And so I ended up helping women start businesses because they discovered that what they were earning and mm -hmm. the support that they were going to get wasn't going to give them the lifestyle that they wanted for themselves sure. and their children. And so it was just kind of a natural fit. I'm a CPA and, you know, so I have financial background and experience. Mm -hmm. And again, just started helping women start their own businesses. And so that's how I ended up doing the coaching, what I'm doing now. It was just sort of a natural 
move to, I still help women in divorce situations. I still have that business. I love that. It's kind of my heart, but -hmm. helping women who are in any kind of transitional situation, move into business ownership or reinventing their jobs into something that really makes sense for them or finding yourself in your head. Like, what do I really want to be doing? It was just such a natural fit for me because I do it with my friends and I just, it's just something I enjoy. So it's much less of a business than a, you know, just sort of a passion. So I'm going to say a thousand things, but the first one is I'm thinking your friends must think you walk on water and things seem, I want to say, or sound in retrospect, maybe like a little, I'll say seamlessly, but you also say you're still a thirsty student. So you take the time to learn. So nothing like you didn't go to bed one night and then wake up the next day and be like, I know, but maybe you did to springboard when you were going to be like, I'm good. Let's coach now because it does after a while just get to that point where it almost makes it easy to be like, I'm good. You know what? This was fun, but there's so much more out there. And now a little safety net. I've got this. Let's see what I can make about this. And if I can't, it sounds like, what's your worst case scenario? Okay. So I know I'm employable and I can get a job. Right. And that's the thing as women, and I don't want to speak for all women, mm-hmm. but as women, mm-hmm. we hold it down on so many levels. Yes. We make sure the family is good and family mm-hmm. on all levels. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't have any children of my own. I have children by marriage, mm-hmm. but I have a mother who has Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. we're all over the place all the time. Women are. And we also feel as if, if we are not in the position of security, who's going to be right. Right. But but it also keeps us stuck a lot. You know, I really don't have regrets about things that I've done, but I asked myself, why did I stay in corporate so long? And I know why I did because it was secure. It seemed like the right thing to do. And you know, you have your insurance, you have vacation, all all the things. When you go with the, you know, the pros and cons, it was, it might've been pretty even, but then if you started to, I'll say, put a value on, the pro and the con that then, you know, the scales might've really tipped as far as how many nights did you sleep in your own bed? Just all of those little things that when you break it down, break it down, because on the surface, you had it. Wow. Look at her. And then she's, she's climbing it and she's there and she's got another business card as your father would say. (laughs) And this girl's got it all. Isn't she so lucky? Yeah. But as you know, as we all know, appearances are, can be deceiving. I have so many friends who experience true burnout and, you know, mm-hmm. to the point of feeling mm-hmm. ill and not knowing what it is. You wake up on a Monday and wish you could kill yourself kind right. of thing, you know? Right. And I, I know that's the way it yeah. is, but you feel as if you have to continue to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the first thing I realized when I moved on to do something else was I had periods yeah. of feeling as if, you know, did I do the right thing? You're nervous. Gosh, am I going to be able to support myself? All that kind of stuff. But I really haven't looked back because it's like jumping off into the cold water in the ocean. Once Mm -hmm. you jump in, the water's nice. It's not that bad. Once your heart starts beating again, (laughs) because it has stopped from the shock. And it's true when you do jump into the abyss, into the unknown, it's, you can beat yourself up, be like, oh man, what the hell did I just do? But there really is always better ahead. There, Truthfully. there truly, truly, truly is like, you know, that was 
there for a reason, that experience was there for a reason, whatever the lesson was at the time, the season, firm believer in that and just have faith in that it shows itself sooner than later. Or, you know, again, just another stepping stone. Once you realize that anything that you pick next doesn't have to be forever, that's really empowering in and of itself. Yeah. This may be the thing for your season right now. And I find that everything that I've done before, there's always some nugget of wisdom that I learned that I don't think, you know, I don't really think too much about it, but you find that it comes out in the new things that you do. So we're always Mm -hmm. evolving. It's just, it feels good to do something new. And I think we often get stuck on the, what is my one true purpose and passion? Ah, yes. One solo. One solo. We can can only have one. Exactly. And it's a trap. It's a a trap because you may never find that one thing. Right. Right. Throughout your life, there may be so many, many things or something that you feel really passionate about right now and you fulfill that passion and you move on to something else. And there's nothing wrong with that. Gone are the days of, you know, one trick ponies and you just do one thing until you retire. and die. It's as if I personally found a Mm -hmm. freedom to life that I know I'm now confident. I know that I can make a living. To your point, if I had to go back and get a job, I feel mm-hmm. like I could. I mean, it, it yeah. might be a little difficult, yeah. but I could now, do it. A thousand times no. You could get a job in a in a heartbeat the minute if you went, you know, went back out and be like, okay, I'm available. Before the day was out, you would be employed or you'd have a lot of offers to to really think about. And that's where again you sell yourself. I'm gonna say you're selling yourself a little short. You can you definitely can. And, and so many of your listeners, I'm sure, feel the same way. Gosh, I don't know if I and I'm not an advocate for just go quit your job. I'm just an Correct. advocate for look at your options and see, right. are you really happy or yeah. you can be happy and also want to do something else? And what are those things? And really just examining what are, what makes me sore, what makes me excited. And sometimes those things are things that you could do as a volunteer or you mm-hmm. can do with friends. Not everything is a money making opportunity, but some things are. So there's something itching if I'm just, a, I want to do something. I think I know what I want to do because I love that you bring the financial end to it also, which makes sense to me. Like it all has to make sense. And, and again, it could be in wacky Stephanie world where I'm like, well, it sounded, it, it was a good idea here. And then almost on paper, let's see if it can make it work. But you come from you know, at least the financial knowledge of how to set things up correctly, how to measure if it's working or not. So give me a couple of steps of how do I even begin? What? How do I want to start to assemble and call my ducks to get in order? Yeah. You know, there's a Japanese phrase, you probably heard of this, ikigai. So ikigai is the marriage of of multiple things. So your passion, what you're excited about. It doesn't have to be your one true passion, but something that gets mm-hmm. you excited. Married with your skill sets, right? You may be passionate about something. I mean, I'm passionate about, I don't know, movies or music. I can't sing, nor can I act, right? Correct. So, mm-hmm. so let's push that to the side. That's not going to be my thing because I may have the passion. I don't have the skill. You've got those two things. And then there has to be a market for what it is, right? You may love to embroider tiny little things and make these tiny little people out of, you know, thread or something like that. Mm -hmm. Is there a market for that? Maybe, Mm -hmm. but you have to go and find out. And with the the world of the World Wide Web, you know, it's easy enough to find out if there's a market for something. Just Google Mm -hmm. it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. if it doesn't exist, there's a reason. 
So a lot of times you may think that you're being innovative. Maybe it's just that nobody wants it. Then the next (laughs) thing is if you have a skill set, also how much can I make doing that? You may be able to sell those tiny little guys, right? But how many can you really make a living of it? And so that's kind of what I talk to people about. You may have a passion for something. Maybe it really is just a hobby and that's okay. We can't monetize every hobby, but some hobbies you can. And so that's kind Mm -hmm. of the formula that we work with. That's very simplistic, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of where we start. And then beyond that, once you start a business, not everyone is designed to be the CEO of an organization, right? So you may grow yourself out of the position that you started in in the first place. And I'm kind of all over the place here. No, they're fine. No, go. To realize Mm -hmm. that, you know, when you become an entrepreneur or a business owner, you typically end up being so many different things and holding so many different roles. And in the beginning, you probably can't afford to hire different people. So that's something to think about as well. Do you want to hold all the hats or do you maybe want to just keep it small and then team up with somebody else or outsource to other people? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of another thing that I talk to people about before you get started. Let's strategize about what is it going to look like for you a year from now, five years from now? The same things Mm -hmm, that we did mm -hmm. as kids when people say, well, what are you going to do five years from now? Right. It's really looking at where do you want your life to go? Because I know so many people who have started businesses and then work themselves into the same kind of frenzy they were in working in in the corporate world. So we really do try to strategize about how we're going to start. Let's start Mm. similar to the way we want to finish, you know? Let's set it up so that you don't get into that panic zone. Are you going to work crazy hard? Yes, but hopefully you have enough passion for it so that as you go through those kind of lean years, lean meaning lean sleep and you know lean and everything else, that you come out the other side because we made a plan. That's the way I like to work with women who are starting up new businesses, just to make sure we're not just starting something to start it, but we're starting something because it's creating maybe generational wealth or Mm -hmm. something that we can stand on. But we know we're going to start to outsource. We're going to start to hire. We're not going to work ourselves into an early grave just because we wanted to be an entrepreneur. That's not the point. I like to have the point be freedom. Please say that again, because that is (laughs) like, what? That is, yeah. Let's start. Mm. And I was just going to say, so it's what I'm hearing, and, and it just makes so much sense, is... When you, I'll say, start at the end, what is your end game? Like, how do you see yourself? I love to play the what if game. What if this, your idea really does take off? What if you are successful in what you see yourself right now as being, you know, how you define success, because it could be even more than that, more than you've ever imagined. And then that forces you to think past the, well, let me just get my logo done and get my LLC and, you know, let me hit enter and upload my website. That is exactly right. That is exactly right. And I have worked with a good number of women who come into our relationship having done just that, you know, they've done all that they spend a long time on websites and logos and things like that. And and that's the Mm -hmm. sexy fun part. Who doesn't Mm want to do that? Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. But then the real work comes into play and maybe you got into the business, you know, you started this business because you have a skill or, or something that you're passionate about, or you created something or something like that, but you haven't thought about I find the financial end is what people really haven't thought about. They think about how much money they could make, but they don't think about some of the details in the middle between here and there. And again, I want to help women create freedom, not create a trap that's going to suck them into the abyss. 
It's all about planning. And that's what we do in the other parts of our lives. We plan in advance and try to map out where we're going. We do that for our children. We do that for our families. Now it's time to do it for ourselves in a real way that's meaningful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, similar to, as you said earlier, we're busy taking care of the others. Everybody. Yeah. And I'm sure even as women who have worked in businesses, big, small, it doesn't matter. You still have a sense as to, oh, let me take care of this because of the ripple effect. You know, they're going to need this complete in order to close them, whatever it is. So you have that idea, but maybe there's a little resistance even when you're transferring that to yourself because you're all in on you. This becomes the me, me, me show. And that's hard. It's hard because we might not want it We think we want it, but then here's everything it really means. Exactly. And you mentioned, you said, you said the word on our own or ourselves Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. I am a big proponent of strategic partnerships. And Mm. that's something that I've done throughout my entrepreneur Mm -hmm. journey. I started things on my own, but I found that things worked so much more easily and with more joy and fun when I partnered with people who were like-minded and maybe had a little bit different skill set. So when I started the fitness company, Mm -hmm. like I said, I kind of worked myself into the CEO role, but there was a woman who came in as a trainer and she was crazy passionate about the whole thing, about the whole organization. Ultimately, I ended up selling the company to her Mm. and I go back as the CFO, kind of CFO Mm -hmm. in a box kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Periodically, we get together and I manage the financial end of things Mm -hmm. and planning and all that sort of stuff. It's a great strategic partnership. Same thing with real estate. I had specific skills that worked out well. I came across a couple of partners who had different skill sets and we worked together. And I moved out of the organization, but I still participate in it and get money out of it because I add Mm -hmm. to it. But I've had the opportunity to move on. It's great. It gives you the opportunity to do so many different things and wet your whistle here, but not get too deep. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but it's an opportunity. So the first thing is, you know, and recognize your superpower and you know how you're staying strong. I've got this. Obviously, I want to say it's coming from the financial end and you see other people's superpowers. And then you'll be like, I need her because then together we can build that that stick of dynamite. And a lot of people don't think that they either need someone. A lot of people just don't even think that because they think, especially as a starting a solopreneur, it's up to me. And yet sure. there could be so many people that can enhance yes, because of their talents. Absolutely. And we talk about women and again, not to generalize, but Mm -hmm, as women, mm -hmm. and you pointed this out, we are so accustomed to being the problem solver and Mm -hmm. being that one person who's the resource that it's, it can become difficult. And and sometimes that's part of your persona. That's part of who you are. I am the problem solver. I'm the fixer. And Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I have found that women sometimes have a difficult time asking for help but they also tend to have great communities of people, of friends and family and things like that. So sometimes you don't have to go necessarily far and wide. It could be somebody who's already in your orbit who could Mm -hmm. help you with something. Maybe they're not going to be an integral part of whatever it is you're trying to create, but just asking people. And and I think that's really very often I, I talk to women that I work with 
and my friends. Let's just talk about who knows what. Sometimes just go into your friends. Somebody might already have a solution for a problem that you're trying to solve. We don't have to invent every wheel. You don't. Mm -hmm. I like to think of things as, as simply as possible. And don't get me wrong. I have spent my time trying to invent wheels. But I finally got myself off of that. I don't think you have the thing. gold medal for that, though, because <laughs> yeah. there are so many of us that w- that would want to like vie for the podium on that right. one. You know, like, oh, I think I have. No, I have. I've definitely <laughs> wasted so much time trying to do that. And look, it exists. It works. Exactly. It rolls. Wow. <laughs> so it's true. very, very funny. So that- now there's no excuse not to get other people yeah. and use their strengths. And you get to keep your own strength instead of diluting it across. And don't get me wrong. There are plenty of women and people who are able to wear all the hats and they like to learn all of the things. Absolutely. But if if that's not your jam, you don't have to get yourself into that trap. There's so many other ways to go after. And and you could learn. Mm -hmm. You could learn and have a basic idea. Like I, I like to know how it, I just give me a bird's eye view. Okay. I know this has to go here and this has to go there. There might be steps I'm missing, but that's not me. Right. Let the person who does it and can do it blindfolded, let them take over. I can have an idea in case I have to replace that position or in case I have to jump in. It might get choppy, but maybe. Right. But I'm not. I don't make the sausage. I could just watch. and. Exactly. That's how I feel about technology. I like to have a working knowledge but if uh-huh. it gets too deep, I just need a professional. I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not the oh. one who's going to learn every program. You Hand know. it off. Yeah. Hand <laughs> it off, and just give me again. Just give me the summary. Okay, exactly. so give me all the shortcuts that I can do, and tell me why that's important. Just okay, in case, in case I miss a step. Exactly. <laughs> Although I will say, and I know that you have an accounting background. So, and and as do I. You know, we have financial backgrounds. And we do take that for granted. And I've had friends tell me that when I'll just make a comment about something, they're like, gosh, you know that and you take for granted what you know that a lot of people don't mm. know. And so the one thing I will say is if, if you start a business, never, ever hand off the financial end of things. You always have to know your numbers. You may not be crazy proficient about generating reports or anything like mm-hmm. that, but know mm-hmm. where all the dollars and cents are going. I mean, that's the only thing that I, I think you can hand it off to somebody to do it. But you need to understand yeah. what it is they're presenting right. to you. Yeah. Yeah. So key. Yeah. That's absolutely so key. Because again, yeah. there's that whole flip side of, you know, someone that might have uh, followed the steps and found the success only to make a poor choice in in that position. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. It happens. It yeah. absolutely happens. So making a jump, is there... A roadmap, is there a, you know, you should really plan on a year's worth of expense? Like, how do you even begin to plan? Yeah, I think, that, again, that that rolls back around to knowing your numbers. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, mm. and again, this is something that I realized that not everybody had a knack for, or maybe in marriages, sometimes women that they have other right. roles, and sometimes sure. that wasn't their role. And so I found that, working with women who are getting divorced, one of the first things we had to do was know your numbers, know where the money's coming from, where the money's going. Just simply, it doesn't, we talk about profit and loss things. And so it doesn't have to be complicated. It's really just ins and outs. So you have to know your ins and outs first. How much money do I spend every month? How much do the kids spend? You know, what do I need? I would be remiss to say you need six months because that's not necessarily true for everybody. It depends on Mm -hmm. what you have in savings and all that sort of thing. But I think 
if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I think we'd be, even if we had to squeeze a little bit, we'd be okay for nine to 12 months. If I just kind of broke even on the business, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't spend mm-hmm. more than came in. I just kind of broke even. That seems reasonable. Some businesses take off right off the bat, particularly service oriented businesses. It mm-hmm. depends on what you're doing. Like if you're manufacturing something, you're going to have some upfront oh. costs that are going yeah. to, you know, slow you down mm-hmm. in terms of, revenue. But for service things, very often you can jump right in. In the first three months, you're making money. Mm-hmm. But let's just assume that that's not the case, that it takes you six to 12 months to really be generating what you were making previously. Sometimes things aren't as simple as just jumping off the ship and saying, I'm, I'm sailing away from the corporate world. Sometimes you have to start it at night and on the weekends. Right. The old side hustle. The We're side in hustle. the world I mean, of side hustle. Exactly. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it's a real thing, but it doesn't mean it has to always be a side hustle. If that's something you really want to do, you'll make it a priority and eventually be able to shift. But I haven't come across too many people who have just jumped blindly. Yeah. I find more people who are afraid to jump than those who have jumped blindly. I'm sure there are many still on the bridge, just yeah, like, just looking, looking down, yeah. just looking down <laughs> like, ah, oh, yeah. No, I know how to swim. I do. Yes. It's not that. It <laughs> Exactly. That's totally it. Yep. There was so, so many. All right. Where can people find you? Because you have the change agent coaching. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then what does that entail? So change agent coaching really is, I work with women who are in some sort of transition. Mm -hmm. It started again because of people transitioning out of marriages and Mm -hmm. and then kind of going into the big wide world. And I didn't want to call it just, you know, post-divorce coaching because I was going to say, yeah. 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 Because there's so many different things. It's the end. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's Mm -hmm. just, it's a, it's Mm -hmm. a starting point for so many other things. So I, I work with women who were like myself, who are transitioning or want to transition from a particular kind of role into some other kind of mm-hmm. money-making role, whether it's becoming mm-hmm. an entrepreneur or changing into a different kind of a job. So the joy I get out of it is working one-on-one with people. I'm not a group coach. That's It's not what I enjoy doing. I mm-hmm. like working one-on-one mm-hmm. with people. So I don't work with a lot of clients because I still also have other endeavors that I sure. do. So, so it's really people who are ready to make a change. They have come to a conclusion that it's time for something to end and something else to begin, but they maybe just don't 100% know what that is, mm-hmm. or they want some support. We don't always have as much support as we give at home. People, Correct. you know, give lip service mm-hmm. to support, but mm-hmm. you may not feel as if somebody's really in your corner completely, objectively and subject subjectively, that they can kind of push you out of the little nest, but also nurture you as you go along. And that's what I do. So I enjoy working with a few clients who are building businesses I don't work with a lot because it takes a lot of time. I'm more of a a hands-on kind of consultant Mm -hmm, type person. mm -hmm. So that's what I do. Yeah. I love the support angle of it. And it's not even if you were going into business for yourself, but you're apps, you know, to what you said, we give so much to everyone. Yeah. And I go back to, we've heard it a million times. You can't pour from the empty cup. People just get the overflow. We can name them all. We're yeah. so well-versed in them. But to have support, because in your warm circle, in your immediate friends, family, you could be a unicorn. They would be like, okay, maybe she fell last night. What does she mean? <laughs> right. She wants to 
do that. Like exactly. nobody, because that's out of the norm. That's out of the box. What is she? Who does she think she is? On and on. But that's also their fear. That's exactly. also their, you know, it could be even their envy. Like that bitch, she's really going for it. It makes people uncomfortable. It, it yeah. makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's wonderful, thankfully, that you offer the support. Yeah, absolutely. So important. Yeah. So important. And, and, and maybe tough love too, where you'll be like, hmm, not such a good idea. And, you know, proven it might go this way. Absolutely. Yeah. Objective yeah. and subjective. Yeah. Objective and yeah. subjective, which mm-hmm. is what we need. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I love this. I love just everything about, uh, you know, just it's permission. Permission to change is what it is. The permission right. for the reinvention to know that there's more out there. Absolutely. If you want it, if, if you, you want, want that it, doesn't mean like everybody go run and you know, no, it's not the great resignation. No, no. <laughs> if you want it, go for it. Yeah. And that you deserve to have joy and wherever you may find it. Yeah. You deserve to have joy. Love, love, love. All right. Where are we going to find you on social? Yeah. I'm really only on LinkedIn. I Okay. I, oh, okay. I yeah. So Allison Hall, coach. So easy enough to okay. find me. That is very easy. So yeah. yes, um, this is my year of LinkedIn 2023. Okay. I have resisted. I'm like, oh, give me, because I'm, I'm comfortable with Facebook. I'm comfortable, but I'm like, step it up a little. There's a yeah. whole other LinkedIn world that I'm just learning. And it's evolved so much so that it's a lot mm-hmm. more like what you're accustomed to with Correct. Facebook and Instagram, you know. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like I absolutely like it. All right. We will find you on LinkedIn and yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank this you. Has this been, has been a pleasure. Uh, oh, my goodness. This is so good. Love, love. And everybody, yes, what did I say? Of course, you're welcome. Now, here's what we need. So we are entering our, I don't know, 100 and something episode. What? Look at us. Reviews, reviews, reviews. We're really actually in the month of May trying to like double our reviews. So you're going to like this. I know it. Leave a little snippet. What really resonated with you? Because there was some really good gems here today. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your pods, that's where you can find us. Thank you for all of your support. Joyfoundhere.com. Any comments? And until next week, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.